Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome to Los Angeles. Every week we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos! We hope you stay a while. Sarah, we have our first guest of the year. Woo! And it's a big one. This is a this is a big old guest. I mean, he's this not a, he's not big, but he's he's right. like a little tiny angel, right? But like but big in the sense of personality and also presence. Correct. A big celeb in the Los Angeles Facebook group. A big following. A big old Mondo following. <laughs> If you will. <laughs> we have Brad Mondo on the podcast today. He was a joy. He seems just like a very joyous person. I enjoyed talking to him. He was great. So much joy. For those of you who may not be familiar with Brad, all you have to do is get on YouTube. I guarantee you one of his videos is probably trending. He is known for his hairdresser reacts videos. And he'll react to everything from, you know, people bleaching their hair at home to the Tyra makeovers on America's mm-hmm. Next Top Models, which oh I've watched every single one of those videos where he critiques the makeovers. Because what he likes to do is he likes to kind of explain his thinking about whether something is going to work or not work. And then when he sees the before and after, decides like, oh, this hair, you know, color isn't very flattering on her or I would have loved to see her seen her with like a short pixie cut or, oh, she doesn't look that different. And he always ends up nailing his favorite makeovers. Like all the people that he loves, I'm like, yep, those were the best makeovers of the season. Like they looked incredible. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's very, very personable and he likes to add a little bit of expertise as well. Um, he grew up working in his dad's salon. So it's like a family trade and he owns his own brand x mondo hair which is a line of hair care products there's a styling serum called the glitterati styling serum um shampoos and conditioners balms creams so and then last year in 2020 he expanded into x mondo color so there's vegan semi-permanent hair dyes for people who want to just try out some different hair colors, which so many people were doing last year during the pandemic. And will continue to do probably in 2021. Totally. So the thing that's crazy about Brad is he's only 26 years old, which is wild. A small child (laughs) BB. (laughs) Small little BB. You know what though? I mean... I felt like I was talking to a friend like we were I was asking him about people that he idolized growing up and he mentioned Britney Spears and I'm like you know I feel like he's just he's two or three years younger than my brother 
So I felt like very maternal towards him, <laughs> even though he's like a grown man. Yeah. But I felt very maternal towards him. So um, if you're not familiar with Brad, you should definitely check out his channels. He is a complete sweetheart and I really enjoyed getting to know him. And I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Well, hello there, Brad Mondo. Hi, how we doing? <laughs> we doing great. I am so thrilled to have you. You're our first guest of the year Yay! on Los Angeles. I'm so happy. You are kicking things off with a bang. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I am such a big fan of yours. I think you have amazing energy and you're so much fun to watch. It, it, there, it makes sense why so many people love you, adore you, binge your videos. So I want to say kudos to you for bringing some happiness to people's lives, especially in a ratchet year that was 2020. Oh, girl, it was a lot, but I appreciate that so much. I'm, I'm, I always want to try and make people as happy as possible through my content. So... I'm glad I could do that for you and I appreciate it. Of course. So for those that may not be familiar with Brad Mondo, who is Brad? Tell us a little bit about yourself. <sighs> I do a lot of things. Um, I am known as, you know, the hairdresser on YouTube that reacts to a lot of hair fails, a lot of awful things that people do to themselves, um, like bleaching their hair off and I, I react to them and say what they could have done better or worse. Um, but that's, you know, one side of me. Uh, I also am a professional hairstylist that's been doing this for many years, um, almost like uh, eight years now. So I worked in a several salons. I've worked on shoots, um, all kinds of things. I'm also a business owner now. I have my own hair care company called X Mondo. We just released a color line called X Mondo Color. And so I'm really all over the place. Um, I'm, I'm very into business and, and entertaining people and having a lot of fun doing all of it. So it's basically who I am. Did you find that because of social distancing and quarantine in 2020 that you had a lot more content to react to? Yes. Um, people, <laughs> I did several videos called like, hairdresser reacts to quarantine haircuts and quarantine hair colors because there was so many and people were doing the craziest stuff to their hair and just foregoing the whole salon thing in 2020 and it was really entertaining however it was also really horrifying sometimes <laughs> but I appreciated all the content that was coming out because sometimes it can get a little bit difficult to find stuff after three three years or so of doing this um, at, at twice or once a week for the past three years, it gets a little daunting sometimes finding different topics to react to. So maybe not so good for people's hair, but great for reaction <laughs> videos. You know, that's the thing. It's like the minute salons, because, you know, we're based in L.A., the minute salons shut down and God bless our hairstylists and hair colorists and everybody that works in a salon, because I think in L.A., the total amount of time people have actually been able to work has been like three or four months, right? Yeah. You're in New York, right? Yes, I am. Do you know if it's been any different? No, it's been pretty much the same. Um, I have a couple of hairstyle, hairstylist friends that are close to me who, you know, went back to work and then stopped working. So it's been a, it's been a mess. 
I know. God bless them. We're hoping for better times in 2021. But the minute they shut down salons, all of a sudden, everybody needed a haircut. It's like they hadn't even thought about a haircut for eight years. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I can't see my stylist. What am I going to do? <laughs> they need their toilet paper and they need their haircuts. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. How did you get into hair? Like what sparked your passion for hair? What really makes you excited about hair? Uh, so I grew up in my dad's salon from, I started working there when I was 16 as an assistant and my dad's also a hairdresser. So I have always been around the industry and been working for, I mean, it's been 10, it's been 10 years of me being actually in the salon. So being around that and being an artistic person naturally, I gravitated towards, you know, mainly hair color because it was a way of me to like use my painting skills on people. And my other passion was to transform people and give makeovers to all my friends. So it was just really exciting to me to learn how to use all these colors and make people feel beautiful and look beautiful. And so it's where it really came from is my dad. I, I really owe a lot to him and him teaching me all the skills from a young age um, and just my natural passion for, for all things beauty, really. My mom was a cosmetologist when I was younger. Oh, right. And so I she's the one that gave me a perm for the first time. She did my first head of <laughs> highlights. So I'm sure your dad had a lot to do with the way you looked growing up. Yes, I always remember that I had like the, my whole head kind of like shaved and then those front spiky pieces and then the front <laughs> spiky pieces were all blonde um just that spot like because that made total sense complete and total sense i don't know i think like justin tim somebody from nsync must have made that popular at that point i don't <laughs> yeah. understand it i also did like the the cap highlights where we would pull out pieces and highlight them and i had like all the spiky hair i did like I, every other week of school, I would have a different hair color and my teachers would be like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're 10 years old. <laughs> What's going on? But that's where I learned a lot of like, even how, how I do hair now through my dad, like doing all these different colors on me and it's sometimes not going as planned. Um, and I would try and figure out what went wrong or how I would do it better next time. And so I love that it's a family thing. I think that's really, really cool. Who were your biggest influences growing up? Obviously your dad, but, and this can be literally anybody, Brad. It doesn't have to be in the hair industry. Who growing up did you idolize? Um, wow, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I feel like I idolized a lot of pop stars growing up. Like I- <laughs> I'm waving my hands, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like Britney Spears, for sure. Like I just wanted to be everything she was. Yes! Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I was really not a great kid. Uh, Excuse me? I was, I was very troublesome and I got in, I, I did a lot of bad things. And I think a lot of that comes from me aspiring to be like reality show star. Oh my God, Brad. <laughs> but you're not alone. Like, that's the thing. Growing up, like, let's paint the picture. Who who was popular at that point? Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, mm -hmm. Nicole Richie. Everybody was getting a DUI. Everybody was not wearing underwear, right? Mm -hmm. The bling ring was popular at that point. It was, it was like a turning point from the goody two-shoes pop stars to like this reality vixen yes right i was obsessed like i would always sneak on every reality show behind my parents back 
And I embodied these characters. Like I wanted to be everything they were. And looking back, I'm like, that was terrible. That was so bad for me. Um, especially Paris Hilton and, and, and Britney Spears, like hanging out together. I was like, that's gonna be me. I'm gonna do that. That'll be so fun. Just every like villain character ever, I was like, I'm gonna be that bad bitch. <laughs> like it was awful, it was awful. I didn't have any like great influences growing up, clearly. Well, besides your dad, right? Like your dad, obviously yeah. the main influence, he was a good influence on you. So what do you think kind of switched for you? Because clearly you're very business-minded and you have to have a very strong work ethic to put out content as consistently as you have the past three, four years. So was there a turning point for you? I have to say this because you know, internet stuff. Britney Spears and Paris Hilton have amazing work ethics they would not still be around if they did not okay um so we're not saying that but brad what do you think was the big turning point for you ever since i was you know a teenager i had been so passionate about what i wanted in life and and knew that i wanted to be known as as this big i don't know like uh i wanted to have a big identity and everybody didn't know me for some reason i i I always gravitated towards that like kind of celebrity life. I also wanted to be a, a big entrepreneur and and do exactly what my dad did, but do it on a bigger scale. I don't know where that whole passion came from, but it always enticed me like watching um, Lives of the Rich and Famous and stuff like that on, on like MTV or whatever that show was called. Like I knew I wanted that life and I didn't know how I was going to get it at first. And then... I decided I wanted to be a hairdresser finally when I was, um, I don't know, I think I was, about, I was about 17, 16. And I knew I wanted to take it to the next level. So I, you know, decided I wanted to move to New York and pursue it here because, you know, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. And I would always tell my friends, I'm going to make it big. I'm going to do huge things. Like, and they're telling me, yeah, okay, okay. Because I never did good in school. Like I was always just passing and, and just trying to get by. But I knew like deep down that I could achieve everything I wanted. And I'm a very big believer in like whatever you put out there, you get back. So I would, you know, make vision boards and, and embody the, the character, the person I wanted to be. And that's what happened is, is I, as I built everything up and never stopped grinding and worked my ass off. And now we're here um, to put a long story short. That's basically how it went. <laughs> I consider you like an edutainment type of uh, uh, YouTube channel because you obviously are very entertaining. I also like that you give opinions from a professional perspective. Like, well, this act this color actually washes her skin tone out and she has a beautiful skin tone or like, this hair is just way too long. It's dragging down her face. Bringing both of those two things together, I think ultimately helped you achieve your goal and Anybody listening that, you know, may be struggling in school or may be struggling in what they're doing, like Brad's a perfect example of being able to sh show them people what you're capable of. You don't have to be good on, you know, good at a test or, you know, good in a school system to succeed in life. So thank you for sharing that. We put a lot of, of pressure on kids in school and performing in school, but they're, they're are definitely two different types of people, people who perform really well in school and people who have a passion that they know they can um, do well at and they don't necessarily need all that same education that somebody who wants to go to college and become a doctor needs. Um, I, think, I think definitely the education system is a little archaic and needs some revamping, but that's a whole nother 
topic. <laughs> and I agree with you. I think um, a lot of people may, this. it's just an archaic way of thinking to say that somebody that isn't prolific at school is not smart or intelligent or educated. I think obviously with YouTube, things have changed and people's mindsets are changing. You're obviously a big part of that. When you go to Brad Mondo's YouTube channel, the views are in abundance. There's millions of them. They're here, there, and everywhere. What has been the biggest life adjustment for you from making content and, you know, seeing views start to steadily grow to the amount of views you get on a regular basis now? I would be excited, but I know what comes with that. So how have you kind of adjusted? Um, It was definitely a process. I think the biggest thing for me was working for myself. Um, and that was a giant adjustment, not even like view wise. I think it's more behind the scenes adjusting to the life of a social media person, um, and learning how to be my own boss and, and be other people's bosses. Now, um, that was like crazy to me and making my own schedule and making myself wake up at a certain time and do certain things. And, I had always been told by other people what to do every day and how to do it. And so taking that power and making sure that I accomplish everything I want in a day was a huge adjustment for me. I, I think my, I, I also was lucky to, to kind of come up. I, I definitely came up fast on YouTube, but I guess it was pretty fast. I was going to say, I was going to say it, in reality, it wasn't that fast. Like that's bullshit. It was totally fast. I think I, it was a huge learning curve and just having like fans was, was crazy concept to me and going on the street and having that first person recognize me. I was so nervous, so shaken up. I didn't know what to say to this person. I was more nervous than they were meeting me. Do you remember the exact moment? Like, do you remember who, like where you were and what you were doing? Yeah, I do. I was shopping in um chelsea in new york and this girl was like running by me and she stopped and she was like oh my god are you brad and i was like brad who's brad (laughs) i was like wait are you recognizing me i was like mom i just got recognized for the first time i was so shocked um other than that you know of course you have to get used to people just picking apart every single thing about you and the bigger you get, the more people want to tear you down, I've noticed. So that's tough, but I tend to just not look very deep into things anymore um, and just make sure that I like who I am. And if I feel like I'm a good person and I'm liking what I'm doing and I'm a good and, and I'm doing well, then I don't listen to what other people are saying about me. Um, just being sure of yourself, I think is the most important thing when you're, when you're coming up in social media and, you know, you're getting millions of views and people are judging you and people are writing things about you that aren't true constantly and trying to get a reaction from you. I think I've done pretty good at at not reacting overall. I was going to say, you have a really good poker face. When I was doing research for this episode, I was like, this man will not give in to anything that anybody is saying. It's it's actually incredible. I I did want to ask though, like, do you feel like you don't read comments as much anymore? How do you stay in tune with supporters? That's the double-edged sword of social media, yeah. right? Yeah, 
So how do you balance that? It's, it definitely is a double-edged sword because I, sometimes on a YouTube video, I'll want to know what people are saying or, or if they like the video. Um, but I also am hesitant to read the comments because I know I'll skip over some that are super negative and just totally out of line. And it will, I'm not gonna lie, like affect me a little bit. Like it, it's so hard to not let those things affect you, especially when they're putting jabs in in parts of you that are weak already, you know, like things that you are already self-conscious about and they are, they just know where to hit you hard. So I actually, I'm, I'm pretty good at reading YouTube comments and kind of like scrolling over the bad ones. <laughs> Like if I see any kind of word that I don't like, I'll just be like, oh, didn't see it. Like, <laughs> It's like self-defense at this point. Like, okay, I know I'm not going to go there. I am glad that you shared that because I go on to these YouTube videos sometimes, not specifically to you, but to anybody with a large platform. And I'm like, how is this allowed? Like, how is how are some of these comments even allowed on this platform? Um, I know that there's been tons of conversations with creators and YouTube about curbing those issues. But I got to say, you have to be mentally strong to have a huge platform in 2020, 2021, because some of the stuff that people are saying is just some, sometimes downright cruel. It's awful. I, I, I mean, even I think TikTok for me is a lot worse. Um, and I think it's because it's a lot, it's a much younger generation. And I think it's a lot of like insecure kids who, who want what these other kids have and just want to like kind of bash them because they're jealous or something. But I, I get so much shit on TikTok. Like I cannot look at my comment feed because it will just be like, you're not a real hairdresser. Everything you do is fake. You're a phony. Like, why? And then there's obviously good things mixed in between. And I appreciate all those people a lot. But it, it's so negative to the point where somebody posted this video um, saying nice things about me and they had to turn off the comments because it was so bad. And I don't know where these things arise. Like, I don't know what, where people are getting this information from because it's all just so untrue. But whatever. Like, Honestly, I don't care. Somebody commented on my video yesterday and said, I'm so glad you're still posting so often, even though so many people are like being mean to you. And I was like, girl, girl, I didn't even notice at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the, the, the saying is like, if you believe everything good said about you, you have to believe everything bad, right? It kind of like balances itself out. So I think it's best that you operate the way that you're operating. And as much as I love TikTok, the conspiracy theories are rampant on TikTok. I don't know where they come up with half of the stuff on there. So I, I can't even imagine having as many followers as you do on TikTok and having to see that on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, it's a lot. I also just luckily have my businesses that I focus on. And, and at the end of the day, I don't even have time to like really get into it because I'm already like going from meeting to meeting to meeting. So it keeps me very distracted. Yeah, you're a businessman. Let's talk about that. So when you were deciding to develop your brand, what were some things that you wanted to be like the cornerstone of your brand? And were there certain things that you wanted or you couldn't find already and you were like, okay, this is why I wanna make this brand? Yeah, I. it all began in my father's salon, like every story of mine. Um, but I <laughs> was looking at the product shelves in his salon and he had hundreds of products by like seven different brands and it was a big salon and I would take home the products 
every day and try them out myself. And, and I would just be so excited over products. I don't know what it was, but like trying the next shampoo or the next hairspray or whatever it was, was so cool to me. Um, and I remember looking at the product shelves and thinking that there was nobody who looked anything like me and nobody who embodied anything I wanted to be. And the packaging was all pretty much the same, um, especially at, in, in, at that time when I was younger. Uh, and I brought a product into my dad's office and I said, dad, I know what I want to do. I want to own a product company. And I don't know where that came from. <laughs> well, I guess it came from that, what I just explained. But he said, are you sure? <laughs> he was like, it's very hard. It's very, it's very, very difficult. And I was like, no, I'm sure this is it. Um, and so ever since then, I, that was my dream and, or one of my dreams. And so I finally was able to, to do that with my following and, and the money I made from doing social media. And so when I was creating the brand, I wanted to create something that was really cool, really was inclusive and represented so many different types of people, especially, you know, men and, and straight people, gay people, trans, like everything in between. And that's what I did. And I just wanted, I just wanted the brand to be totally me and, and embody everything I ever liked and, and enjoyed in hair care but also create products that have never been seen before. The coolest part is that I get to watch videos of people reviewing products and on YouTube and TikTok, even my own products and, and create things that are better than what I see out there. And I can just do that. Like, like that's just nuts that I can just say, oh, let's create uh, this hairspray that does this and this and this. And we just go into production the next, the following week. I just want to create a product line that has incredible products an incredible mission statement and an incredible representation uh, behind it. And it's called Ex Mondo, right? Yes. Right now, can you give our listeners a rundown of what you have to offer? Yeah. Um, so we have two brands under Ex Mondo, which is Ex Mondo Hair and Ex Mondo Color. Ex Mondo Color right now has three colors that we just launched, blue, purple, and pink. And they are our super colors. They're super, super vibrant and bright. And we are going to expand that line a ton this year. Then on the hair side, we have everything from hair masks, shampoos, um, dry shampoos, moisture creams, oils, everything styling-wise we have. And we are continuing to expand um, further and further. And then we have our number one product, our number one product, which is Wave Tech, our Wave Foam, um, that everybody is like obsessed with. It'll give you incredible waves with no crunch even if your hair is nearly pin straight um and if you let it air dry with this product it'll it's just like incredible oh i love i'm obsessed with my own product honestly i'm like who created that who did that All right, let's talk about some trends, okay? It's 2021. What do you think is gonna be the big hair trend this year? It could be color, it could be style, really anything. Color blocking has become popular, which is when people will do like those front strands um, or the underneath, a different color than the rest of their hair. Uh, I think that's gonna continue to get bigger and bigger. 
and people are just really experimenting more in general with fashion tones with with things like blue purples pinks greens everything like that um, and people are taking a lot more uh risks with their color in general but i mean besides that things like uh shags and mullets are gonna continue to to be a, such a popular thing uh actually 2020 google uh most popular trends this year one of them was a mullet mullets and <laughs> i was like that is so crazy i have my mullet going on so <laughs> you have a fashion mullet going on okay it's like a mullet mohawk yes yeah uh uh i can't, we can't even combine the, a hawk a hawk a mo mohawk <laughs> it's funny how i feel like the shag and the mullet come around every couple of years 2013 the the swag the swingy shag was really popular mm. and then it was mm-hmm. like it was like bob 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 and then like the shag came back and already end mm-hmm. of year i've seen so many amazing people especially within the beauty industry getting shags again so if you're really looking to up your 70s game just go ahead and get the shag yeah it's, oh my god the 70s are full on back right <laughs> it's it's amazing i love 70s hair I see girls on TikTok doing those like roller sets too. And I'm like, you look so good. I am so obsessed with 70s TikTok. They have inspired me on a whole other level. Getting those rollers in, doing the blue eyeshadow, hitting hitting the streets on a skateboard, singing Olivia Newton-John. Absolutely <laughs> die for those videos. They're my fave. It's uh, such a vibe. I love it. What does beauty mean to you? Oh, that's a loaded question. Beauty means to me... The older I get, the the more important it is for myself to stay true to who I am through my representation of beauty. Um, wear whatever I want and not care if people think, think it's tacky or ugly and just being confident in myself. I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful when you can color your hair whatever color you want and not care if you're getting judged for it uh, or wear whatever makeup you think it's cool, even if it might not be in trend or in style and being confident, I think that is so extremely beautiful and um, empowering. And I think that's what it is to me. Just confidence is, is beautiful. I guess that's how you would sum it up. I agree. When I see somebody living their true authentic life and mm-hmm. unapologetically posting, I'm almost jealous that they're so confident in who they are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, I, I wish I had a little bit of that. Just <laughs> package it up. There's no like type that I have that I think is beautiful. Um, I, I follow all different kinds of people in, that are, you know, from our basic Los, Los Angeles girl who's like skinny and cute to like a, a girl who who is... I don't know what's like the complete opposite of that like like a like a very alternative girl with like a mohawk uh and yellow hair i think both of them are just so beautiful um so there's no really telling what beauty is besides just being confident in your own skin <laughs> okay brad we have some rapid fire questions so what's the best remedy for dry brittle hair a hair mask is the easiest way to fix that um something with protein and lots of oils something that's really thick i think I think that's the best and easiest way to fix that problem. How often should you be using a hair mask? Uh, I think once a week. Do you have any dandruff or itchy scalp recommendations? Yeah, I just did a whole video about this um, with Dr. Mike. I don't know if you know him, but we went yeah. through yeah, we went through all the different uh, not 
naturopathic and and store-bought treatments and aloe vera that's the one aloe vera is a great natural way of of helping dry scalp or dandruff um then there's like tea gel which you can buy in store you kind of need to experiment with what's the best for you and your and your scalp because everybody is different um and some things work and some things don't but check out that video if you want to learn more about that we'll link the video on our website y'all so you can just go and watch the whole thing what's your favorite shampoo and conditioner well um i do have a hair care brand so i have to say my <laughs> i was gonna say thanks for the plug uh, <laughs> i love polychrome because it's, i have hair colored hair and that's our color uh shampoo and conditioner and it prolongs the life of your color and keeps looking vibrant so that's my favorite right now what is your underrated hair product that you think people don't use enough of well actually this one I just did a review about and it's this like Kristen S gloss treatment from Target hello do you die have you used to use you use it it's so good it's so good I'm not kidding like my mind was blown and I'm still thinking about it to this to, to, to today I can't believe how good this stuff is it's wild so if you guys want to like gloss your hair at home go get the Kristen S um, gloss kits because they're awesome I love that. I love that you're like supporting other hairstylists as well. Always. What is the biggest mistake people make with their hair? Often with bleach, like just nobody has any idea what they're doing with that. They just kind of like pick a developer and pick a powder and put it together and put it on their head and don't even like section their hair and they think it's going to all work out well and it never does. Um, just knowing the difference between permanent color, semi-permanent color, um, semi-permanent color, is so important and it's it's pretty easy if you just look it up once you'll remember forever probably um, just little things like that and knowing what different developers mean what 10 20 30 40 volume and knowing when to use them i think if you're gonna bleach your hair at home just know those little details um because people often skip over that and then just like sectioning your hair just like basic things nobody does that <laughs> you know it's funny i feel like people have overconfidence about bleaching their hair at home like they they really think like oh my my hairstylist and hair colorist does this no big deal i'm gonna go figure it out and i'm like do you understand how long they they trained to learn that process always people think that we just go in the back room mix up something random and then put it on your head <laughs> <laughs> what is the most scorpio thing about you oh god so many things <laughs> i am known to be pretty mysterious and hard to read. I think that is very much me. And I get told that constantly. <laughs> That's why you have a good poker face, like I said earlier. And I think that I agree with that because I can't even read myself sometimes, so. <laughs> you're 26, you have some time to figure that out, right? Like you're getting yeah. there, you're getting there. <laughs> okay, Brad, this is the last question. This is just a fun Los Angeles question. You move to LA and you become a big famous actor. Who is your number one co-star? Oh, God, this is, mm, there's so many. Um, I don't know why Jennifer Lawrence keeps coming off my head. Brad, that's mine. <laughs> no way, really? <laughs> uh, someone asked me if I could ever be in a movie, like, who would be, or who who would I want to be best friends with if I, like, could ever be best friends with a movie star? And I was like, J-Law, duh. <laughs> Like, I feel like she'd just be a great time. 
She'd be so effing fun. Do you understand yeah. the adventures, the stories you would have with her? Like she would just be a ball. I freaking love it. Okay, good. I feel I feel confident in that answer now. Now that we you confirmed. <laughs> I also said if there was a romantic comedy, I would want Chris Evans to be my co-star. Oh my god. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Brad, you're so much fun. Thank you so much for spending some time with me this lovely morning and talking about everything from YouTube to starting your own business. Do you have any final words, any um, advice that you want to offer someone that maybe wants to start their own business or wants to start their own YouTube channel? Just work your ass off and never give up. Like straight up. The biggest thing for me is just, you got to keep going. It gets really tough, like really tough. You got to remember how bad you want it though, the entire time you're doing it. Great words. Awesome. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this interview with Brad. Brad, where can everybody find you online? Um, you can find me at Bramondo on YouTube and Bramondo NYC everywhere else. I'm literally everywhere. So Awesome. Everyone, you can find us at Los Angeles Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Join our Facebook group. Just search Los Angeles. Join the group. Answer those few entry questions and ask all of your beauty questions. Our little community of glam gelinos are having so much fun in there. As always, you can find us on glossangelespod.com. We'll have Brad's episode there along with links to relevant videos so you can go binge watch him. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.